We Like Dota, episode 345, is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beanbob, Modster, Iceberg, Spangron, Titus and Dormadon, Dank, Xynosin, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, and Yanni. We like Dota, episode 345. Starts now. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota, episode 345. My name is Arian. I have the honor and pleasure of being your host for today, uh, you know, guiding you through this wonderful episode of We Like Dota. Uh, joining me today is Sam. Hello. What's up, Sam? Uh, what's the temperature right now in Philly? It's like uh, about 80 degrees uh, or like 23, 22, or no, sorry, 27 degrees Celsius, my bad. Okay, yeah. In Berlin, for the like past week and a half, I want to say, it's been like 32 to 35 degrees Celsius. I'm dying in heat. It's good that we're doing an audio medium because I can podcast in my underwear. <laughs> well, at least it's like uh, becoming better training temperature and like environment for your uh, match with this 80 centimeter orangutan coming up. Good one. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay, are, so. Are you actually ready for this? Would you like. Like, do you feel in your current state that you would not need to train in order to beat an 80 centimeter and no, no, admittedly no, no small way. orangutan? Yes, yes. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I truly believe. But I mean, like, I ha somebody from Texas offered me to, like, when I come to the US the next time to get me an 80 centimeter orangutan to fight. But I'm not sure if I would actually do it, honestly, because I would, like, have to hurt an animal and, like, potentially kill it. I don't want to do that. So the ethical conundrum is what exactly. prevents but you from doing But hypothetically, if it was a life or death situation, yes, I do believe I could beat an 80 centimeter orangutan. Um, yeah, I this discussion kind of, I'll say, escalated through all my social media. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of cool photoshops of, like, me fighting an orangutan. I really enjoyed those. Um I still yeah, don't think you would win, by the way. I would, dude. Like, sure, a normal-sized orang orangutan that's like 140 centimeters, of course I would lose. And even like a 80 centimeter chimp. But orangutan, one that's 80 centimeter, he doesn't have the strength or the speed uh, to like hurt me. What if he just like, would... jumps on your back? What do you do? I mean, if he jumps, that's like the weakest position he can be in. I just slam him to the ground <laughs> because he doesn't have any traction anymore if he's in the air. You're gonna you're gonna like grab this monkey out of the air, this ape or whatever, and uh, and like body slam it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! Because if he jumps, he doesn't have any traction. I I just need to see this in an octagon near me, like ASAP. Like this is sure. All right, to our listeners, uh, you I will, I'll put my email in the episode description, and if you think I could beat an orangutan you can write me an email and we'll read it out on the next episode and you think i couldn't beat an orangutan you can do the same and we'll read it out on the next episode 
maybe just, there are some good arguments that we're missing. Or just come join the Discord and yell about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody's been bad. doing. That's like the main theme in the Discord. I mean, dude, you you you're framing it like it's a one-sided situation, but on that you Twitter have poll, like three people. I, I made it. No, all right. Listen, listen. I made a Twitter poll. Eighty percent said no. Twenty percent said yes. If you factor out the unbiased vote, I think that's about 50-50. You know how, like, ads use, like, four out of five doctors recommend, like, X brand? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're the one in five doctor that's like, nah, you should, uh, you should just take straight lemon juice and just squirt that all over your teeth <laughs> and then, like, use your fingers and, and that's the, that's I mean, the solution. At least three people, four including me, and I value my own opinion very highly, actually, um people in the discord think i could beat it and then this friday i also talked to a girl who was doing her masters in biology and she also thinks that it's feasible for me to beat a 80 centimeter orangutan all right i know somebody with a master's in biology who has gone to south america to study animals and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask her what she thinks ask and, her dude yes and, i want to know and we'll, we'll see what she thinks i mean i know what she's gonna say she's gonna say yes a2k he's gonna body the orangutan I don't know. She's friends with my partner, so I don't know if uh, <laughs> maybe she she's on the the Aryan uh, hate train or whatever. <laughs> Why? I mean, what? My, my partner doesn't actually hate you. She she just likes to make fun of you, and we stack Dota together and likes yelling things <gasps> over the mic. I didn't know that. That's you can fucked hear up. Her. Not you really. Hear her. I mean, Man, I'm sad now. Why are you making fun of me? Oh my god, we're not actually making fun of you. We love you. Sure. Dude. We just like All we right. we'll like. She'll like ask how the game's going, and I'll be, I'll just like, oh, Arian's throwing, like I don't know. Yeah, but that's because you're biased. <laughs> well, she's gonna, you're hear, she's gonna think painting, what I think about. You're painting an unfavorable about my friends for the most part, like unless she has like some, you, unless she meets you and just like, like viscerally hates you or something. Like uh, she's gonna generally like agree with me and be like, yeah, Arian's cool. Like I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we'll don't paint Germany an unfavorable right picture of me. That's I'm, fucked up. I'm not painting on favorite. All right, good to know. All right, Dota feelings. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, welcome to the next segment, the Dota feelings. Uh, where we talk about our total feelings. Uh, that's what the name of the segment says. Sam, how was your week in Dota? And how did it make you feel? Man, Dota this week has not really been for me. I feel like I've oh, been pretty ineffectual. Yeah, I mean, it comes after, like, a, a, a pretty, you know, demand... Or, like, pretty dominating streak, I guess. So, like, mm -hmm. a, one week off is, like, whatever... I just haven't had a lot of time to play. Got a new job. Um, True. The, we didn't even talk about that. The bagel <laughs> job. Tell us. The bagel job. Yeah, I'm working in a bagel shop. It's that simple. But it's not just like a bagel shop. It's like an industrial bagel production facility, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a small commercial kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I think that's way better, honestly, because you don't have to deal with customers. And that's like the worst part of working in any kind of food related business yeah dealing with people is also the worst thing in dota so um true and it's been i Very think a, a big reason why i've been losing some games every game that isn't a stack game i think i lose 
unless I like just take it over single handedly because mm. either my teammates don't want to listen to me or like actively griefing or like unintentionally griefing um, or just like they get me so angry that like I can't see straight and I like I think this week has been the first week in a while where like multiple times I've noticed my like heart racing while playing Dota and like oh for good and that's bad good. reasons you know so that's that's neither here nor there but I've been playing a lot of Dark Willow Shadow Demon Hoodwink trying out some micro heroes huh oh uh, well not not too many micro heroes just like I've like I've been winning games on micro heroes like a Lycan game a Chen game um i don't know a couple other like visage games and stuff but in general like i've I've been trying to uh, practice four because my rd2l stack is trying to reverse its fortunes currently we're like five and five towards like we're in the middle of the league exactly but we have like better tiebreakers but we need to like start turning one one series into like two oh series and like taking games off of teams that we shouldn't if we want to like what playoffs. score do you need to like advance to the next stage mm, i don't actually know the cutoff but i would say that our like right as it stands we would be in playoffs but probably wouldn't make it very far like because we've played all the other playoff caliber teams which is why our tiebreakers are so high so there's like we have room to grow but we need to like i think change some things up so we're trying me at four to like try to have a little bit more playmaking potential because currently it's like we have way too slow of a game and we're like i was watching the replay of one of our games the other day and we just lost every single rune from like minute six through 12 and every single rune they got they turned into a kill and oh, it's just like okay. you know what i mean like that's just rune not control is very important did you have like important. mid laners that uh, don't really take advantage of runes that well I mean, it was a little bit unlucky for him. It spawned on the same side three times in a row, and like Ooh. they they fifty fiftied, you know what I mean. mean? But you can avoid that by RNG, just having the four come. Yeah, but still, rune RNG as a mid laner, it's very infuriating because oh, it's yeah. just the fact of Dota. The four is not always going to be there to like secure the rune. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's just pretty unacceptable in my eye. Like if you're losing the runes and the runes are causing deaths across the map, like the four has to show up. <laughs> for like the mm. next set i don't care like and we just start like aren't even thinking about that and it's like a, a bit of our like mmr distribution or people playing in like roles that they're not necessarily comfortable in and i don't know i'm i'm kind of like the only support player on the team i would say so like finding where who the other support is going to be and where they're going to play is like a little bit is that why they want to put you on four because four is like the highest impact position as a support yeah i mean the the criticism of our team is that like we have a we have like an immortal carry that's pretty good and we have like a high divine mid that's like a he's playmaking but is usually like not until like the 8 to 12 minute mark um and so i think we just need to like shore up the like six to like 10 minute mark where things mm. get really wonky like our safe lane usually falls apart like, usually we win our safe lane, and then, like, the mid has to come and kill the safe laner. You know what I mean? For that. Like, yeah. To, for, and then it falls apart. So either we need to, like, retreat effectively and, like, ward and defend our carry, or we need to, like, just be making aggressive plays ourselves. So that way they have to react. Yeah, anyway, it's a... Uh, 
it's all interesting and it's it's required a lot of watching replays and like thinking critically about your gameplay <laughs> to to come to these conclusions i guess um, cool how was your week in dota uh my week was very good actually so i started the game the week out with a very fun game it was a stack with charlene zag and Racinity. Mm-hmm. And I played a one Nature's Prophet because the Major was still going on then and I wanted to try the Arteezy one Prophet build. Um, I was against the Grimstroke Necro so I th- and I was laying against a Necro for Shaman. And I thought, hmm, maybe I just don't level Treants here. So I tried that. So I literally, I maxed my W, my Teleport. I put one value point in Sprout and then I just... Uh, skilled stats the whole way through until I literally couldn't and like had to get my skills. And Sounds really bad. I I don't know man. It was very, very good. At like minute eight or something, I was hitting this necro who for some reason didn't put any points in his ghost trout. Uh I was hitting him for like one hundred damage because I had put like almost all of my skill points and stats and my god, I felt very strong in that game. I was twelve and five, very high net worth. Uh but I guess the real MVP of that game, I gotta give it to Charlene. She like pretty much she was playing Lich with me on my lane. She like pretty much won my lane solo, and then I was like, okay, nice, she won my lane. Now like I'm very satisfied with the support experience, uh, even if she does nothing anymore. But she just carried the game. She had the highest kill. She was 16 on two on a position five Lich. Dang. Uh, she was no offense to Ursi. He was an Arc Warden. He was four and one. And then he kind of skewed his uh, KDA by base camping the team with his axe build, where just like get kills and base. So it was mm. nine and one at the end. But I will say a real high impact mid lane type here was definitely Charlene on the position five ledge. Uh, like seeing her play that hero, I don't know how it was like not picked at the major. I think so it, it looked very strong. I think that Necro specifically might be like the worst or like the best matchup for Lich, like, there's just nothing that hero can do against you. Because, like, Grimstroke kind of makes sense. Like, you can, like, just go Stroke of Fate and, like, stay far away and never, like, get into trading range. But Necro, like, has to trade and trades very poorly with Lich. And you can't pop Ghost Trout or you die every time. I mean, and yeah, even... he literally, he, 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 he didn't level Ghost Trout. And that meant I could just keep hitting him for, like, 100 from outside mm-hmm. its attack range. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, the Q of Lich and the Q of Necro are only, like, a couple seconds different in cooldown. So it's, like, you're not even coming close to regenerating that health. True. And you're just, like, wasting your resources. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, throughout the lane. Yeah. Uh, besides that game, I've, I've played mostly mix. I've been playing anti-mage with mixed results. Uh, I lost mm. two anti-mage games today. Uh, not today, but this week. Uh, yeah, I remember... Yeah, do you remember what? You have something to say about my anti-mage play, sir? Uh, I don't remember anything that you did that game very poorly, but it, like it was the classic anti-mage game, I, I believe, as Ursi said, in that you felt strong at like 25 I minutes. I was very strong. And you were pretty farmed, but like our team, who had to like 4v5 for like the first 20 minutes, were like like literally yeah, like true. like just imagine us in like crutches and like bandaged on the sideline <laughs> and like and like you're the quarterback that's like fresh you know what i mean you came out of the locker room at halftime and you're like let's go boys you know but we're ready to to give them hell and we are just like bloodied and 
That's a good point. I mean, out Invoker, I think it was his first game on Invoker ever, to be oh, fair. He was very <laughs> useful. I remember that. He would just, like, miss point-blank tornadoes and weird things like that. I don't even know. Yeah, it was a mess. Sure. And, I mean, I tried my best to, like, fight with the team. I was farming, and then oftentimes, like... I didn't participate in many team fights, but I had a good KDA because always at the end of the team fight, I TB'd in and I feel like I got a couple nice cleanups. Uh, but evidently that wasn't enough because our whole team was just getting owned. And they had a <laughs> they had a three juggernaut who me and you, we absolutely destroyed this guy in lane, right? Like the Chen AM lane just ruined his life. But he had a, let me see here. 19 no not even a 21 minute battle fury uh well i had like a 12 minute battle fury and in the end he still had only 5k less net worth than me because we just couldn't make any space with our mid laner yeah that was a that was a rough game i mean like sam it feels good in games where the enemy has like one hard carry and then two like semi calls on mid and three but their team they had a sniper jug and then who was the safe laner was it patch um, no, it can't be. Punch, they had, a, right? I think they had a safe lane sniper mid punch. Oh, maybe it was that actually. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, just having sniper on two and jug on three meant that they kind of outscaled us, even though we had the AM. That's mm. at least how I felt. No, you know what it is? It was a mid techies. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, because he is a Dagon four. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that that this was a game... rough one. This game is a little bit of a microcosm of, like, what my week has been like, where maybe because Ursi's been into picking Necro and get slotted on the three, or because there's not a lot of, like, really fun initiating I mean, heroes right now, I just have had no initiating, like, play, like, p potential at all. Yeah, and this game, a lot in that game. This game, we need our mid-invoker to start fights, or Phoenix to get, like, a high ground egg. And those are the only two ways we start fights. Or really, like, I mean, we could five man around the map, but you're five manning into techies and sniper. So, good luck with that. Yeah, good point. And I mean, I think no offense to Ursi, but I think Necro is a dreadful hero. So is Chen. No, Chen is good. What do you mean? I like Chen. I like having Chen on my team. I don't think anybody else does. I think that you might be the only person I play with that's like excited to to see Chen. And then and then we don't pick something that synergizes together, which is very funny to me. Sure, but I mean, evidently we can even win weird lanes like that. AM Chen doesn't seem like a lane that you can win, but we won really hard. Yeah, I I mean offlane jug. <laughs> True, but True. but I, I think it's actually a fine lane in the yeah. right circumstances. One other thing I want to mention before we head on to the news is I did it finally. I was patient, so I didn't have to grind. And this week, my challenges for Pagna uh, refreshed. So I'm now a platinum tier Pagna player, which means I have two heroes on platinum tier. And I'm not sure who I should go for next. I'm thinking either Pudge or Queen of Pain, which I'm 15 and 14 level respectively on right now. I think you just Ooh. play whichever one is better next patch. Just play it to the plot. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like you just Should I go for any master tiers? I'm 19 on Storm Spirit. It's not that far off anymore. See, I wanted to go for master tier on Jakiro. That just seems like so much gameplay, though. Yeah, it's like like I'm level 22 on Jakiro. I think I would need at least another 100 games to hit 25. Yeah. And like, I already the XP, it escalates, games. right? 
yeah, it gets really hard, like, those last few levels um, in, like, classic video game style, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe they won't then. Just get a lot of heroes to platinum tier. I guess that's more fun. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting at, I think, four heroes? Maybe five heroes platinum right now? Um, Jakiro, Chen, uh, Warlock, and Coddle, I believe. Damn, how do you have so many heroes on platinum tier? My I just... God. I go through phases where like I'll 50% of my games I'll pick the same hero and 50% of my games I'll like I'll like open it up to create more creative picks. Mm -hmm. So just to like practice and have like a hero per patch. I started doing this maybe like a year year and a half ago. So like it started with Coddle. I just spammed a ton of Coddle. Then I spammed a bunch of Jakiro. Uh Chen has been like my recent flavor. Warlock is like kind of a staple. I I think when I started playing the game I mostly played heroes that i had good cosmetics for and that's a very valid reason yeah and so i've always had really nice cosmetics for like a lot of supports because i think it's like kind of easier to get in some ways and yeah i have like super kitted out warlock and coddle and jakiro sets yeah, so i, I mean, like to show them off i'm not like that my picks are all all over the place yeah they are <laughs> you play like just... eight heroes consistently like with good variants uh i would say even more than that well like I eight years at a time i would say oh yeah sure that's that's true actually yeah uh, like a consistent hero pool every week yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes whereas i right. probably only pay for five speaking of consistency which makes mm. like no sense in the context of what we're going to talk about but i'll sure. just do the gym nonsensical transition here uh, let's get into the Dota news. To read the future, I need entries. All right, getting into the Dota news. Uh, something we have to, you know, mention here. Although the tournament is kind of already over since a week, uh, PSGLGD was winning the animator. Uh, I think. Uh, Shalina Jim were talking about that last week because they were recording like right during the finals. Uh, so yeah, PSG LGD, they won the any major. I think as maybe even after the wildcards, but probably for sure after the group stage, they were the favorite. I don't think anybody's surprised by them winning this. At least I hope so. No, um, I don't think people were caught off guard. Yeah, they're looking like a candidate to just straight up win TI in my opinion. Although I guess it's never the team that you think is going to win it. So maybe they choke it. But right now on this pitch, on this patch, if you play TI right here, I'm pretty sure they would win. I think that they had like a, a beyond like their peers understanding of the meta. Um, whether through like sheer number of games or like just diligence and like coaching um but i don't know if they'll be able to recreate that on di patch um i think yeah. that they'll do good don't you know please do not miss me i think that they'll go top three but uh but i don't know if they'll win it all i think we i think we're gonna be surprised by whoever wins di this year because it won't be probably won't be uh a yeah, i mean winner. i think a big part of PSGLG looking so good also was Zhao 8. His drafting mm. was immaculate. Like, it looked so good every time. He, like, 
never slipped up in draft. Because, like, even the great captains, like Kuru and Puppy, they're going to make, uh, like, really weird picks sometimes. That just looks really bad. Zhao 8, yeah. maybe it's not... Maybe it's because he doesn't actually have to play the drafts out, so he has he's a bit more removed from it and can think about it in a different way. But my god, his draft looked so perfect every game. Like, he always had the right answer to anything the enemy was picking. I, I used to be, like, a big hater on, uh, like, coaches drafting teams. Damn, or like, ro- like, uh, I I don't know. I can't explain it to you necessarily, but I felt like it was a bit awkward for like in a game where you have to determine what hero you want to play and like you have varying levels of comfort like sometimes your coach is not necessarily in tune with that but i also have never been professionally coached um so i don't necessarily i don't know what goes into it but i think over the past year or two like the best teams in terms of drafting have usually been just like a straight up like coach drafts for us and the team could walk away and it wouldn't really make that much of a difference like they are they they execute perfectly they they are really considerate of like their team's potential and i think it there's a lot of i think maybe most importantly as a player you and as a person you have like a sometimes a poor sense of your own skill set or like of your like true value in these cases and a coach might believe in you or might understand that your performance on a certain hero is just not there or like is phenomenal and you just don't know it or something. I mean, I think a big part of why coaches can, in my opinion, draft better and coaches have been an increasing factor. Like a lot of the times you'll see teams when they win a tournament, they'll credit their coach. Uh, Mm -hmm. For example, T1, they're getting coached by March right now, who's a very highly rated coach. He, uh, got TNC their major win for example then Ooh. for example Heen who used to coach team X Liquid now Nigma for a long time and then got credited for bringing Team Secret to like dominating the EU DPC as their coach um, I, I actually have some news too about mm-hmm. coaches um, oh. I don't know if you saw but TNC picked up Mushi as a coach Ooh. oh that's cool interesting yeah I like yeah. that He's yeah, a it, really good player. He seems old enough that he's wise now. Right? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. And and this like SEA region with like good coaching could be like a powerhouse this even this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's I, true. I mean T one, they looked like mediocre until they picked up March and then they won their uh, regional league and won this ESL tournament, which we're gonna get into in a bit. Yeah. And looked good oh. at the animator. True, yeah. Uh, To get back to my point, though, why I think coaches are becoming increasingly important, just within the scope of a series, right? Even the captain, although he has kind of a wider view, I guess, of a game, he's never going to see the enemy perspective. And because the coach isn't in the booth, obviously he can see the game from both perspectives. And he's always going to have a more accurate read on what actually went wrong during any given game and can then can adapt the draft and the game plan uh, for the next game. A captain, he's always working with limited information, so he can't do it that accurately, which is why I always think it's better if the coach drafts. And then obviously, because most coaches do that, they don't only draft and say, like, do whatever, right? Like, they draft and then tell their team what timings, for example, they think the Mm -hmm. team should work on and when they should push their advantage and even sometimes what the potential weaknesses of their draft are uh, that they should watch out for. Um, 
And yeah, I think a team can rise and fall with their coach. For example, no offense to Iron Man, but I think Team Nygma would be very better if they got a better coach. That's just my opinion. I think Kuro's drafting has been a bit lacking in these past in this tournament. Mm-hmm. So getting a better coach who can back him up a bit better, I think, would be favorable for that team. Yeah, all of you as a like as a matter of preference seems to prefer playing for comfort or like their like weird little ways than like a some methodical like classical answers in drafting and i feel like that's kind of been a reason why they don't look so hot right now yeah Um, i mean eu was very like cocky i'll say because everybody was hyping them up as the best regions so they thought like okay we don't have to adapt because we're playing the best order right now and the teams that actually adapted a bit like nigma for example were the ones that made it fairly far in the major because like you know all the other eu teams just completely destroyed alliance liquid secret yeah, that's true. Um, oh. So, do you want to move on to this, uh, the ESL summer major? Uh, I want to talk about one thing before that because sure. we we're just getting in on EU teams. Uh, Anna is leaving OG again, oh. but from what he's saying, at least, uh, it seems like this is a permanent. He's always framed it as a break when he left the team before, but now he actually used the word retirement. So. It seems like Anna is just out of the picture entirely. And Sumail's uh, replacing him. Yeah, Sumail is replacing him, and he already played one tournament with them. Uh, I mean, I think it's understandable, right, why Anna left OG. I think when you do the double TI win, for me at least, putting myself in his position, it would be hard to think of anything that could top that. So. If, like, you already know that with a, like, 99% certainty, your greatest achievements in Dota are already behind you, at least for me, it would be hard to be kept motivated. Hmm. I, how, how, how well do you know former American football player and quarterback Brett Favre? Never heard of him. Okay. Um, how would I know? I don't know. It's it's a question. In like the nineties and early two thousands, <laughs> he was like 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 literally the face of America, um, and okay. especially like American football, I would say. And famously, he like retired and came out of retirement like two or three times in like very dramatic fashion. You know what I mean? Like he'd like hold a press conference, tear up for thirty minutes, and like talk about like how he's retiring, and then like a week later he signs with like a random team. To like okay. go go like limp four and twelve into you know mediocrity. Anyway, who's going to? I'm I'm like I'm curious as to who is going to be the Dota equivalent of this because I don't think there's a player that's like like hardcore like I'm done I'm out and then come back, right? Hmm. Like I can't think of anybody. Me neither. I mean, Anna used to be this. He came back. Yeah. But he never said he's retiring like permanently until now. Yeah, I think it's fine to take a break, and I think that that's like that's like normal. And coming back from that's whatever. But like, I'm talking like straight up retirement. Like, and I could see Anna being that player because he is he's like once in a lifetime type of talent. He, like, obviously has like some amount of fun playing the game, and I yeah. would be surprised if he like stopped playing entirely. And I think as long as he doesn't stop playing entirely, he'll always be at a level where he could play Pro Dota if he wants to. True. And yeah, I think as, that's fair. 
and if we assume that the conceptions we have about like age and dota are a little bit wrong then you know we we might see him playing in five years who knows i mean i think there is a cutoff on like how old you can be to like perform at a pro level but i don't think it's like the 25 to 30 where most people think it is it's probably at like 35 to 40 i even want to say i think after 40 years we've never obviously seen i think a 40 year old dota 2 player competing but after that i think it could get a bit too inhibiting i mean fear's probably getting there <laughs> yeah he is and i mean and case in point see, right yeah like, he's not he's not <laughs> doing that <laughs> well it shows yeah no that's that's very fair um but yeah new young team or at least new to dota sort of t1 winning esl one summer true i mean i think they have like pretty experienced players to be fair well but i mean yeah, just the organization is new to dota let's get into this esl one summer tournament uh first of all i want to get into the format this was i don't think i've ever seen a tournament with such a big prize pool that was this rushed honestly like they had a 400k prize pool which is four fifths of what the major prize pool was and they didn't even have a group stage it was just one bracket stage and that's it for example team liquid they played four games in total lost all four and then they were just out of the tournament well, that's just the liquid special. True, that is the liquid <laughs> special. Good point. Like, <laughs> Losing two <laughs> to Tundra Esports. Oof. Like, like I don't like if you gave them four more games. How many do you? How more do you think they'd win? <laughs> Maybe one. I could see you, them you know like, what I mean? taking a game off a team. Like, I don't blame ESL for wanting to cut out a couple like additional days of like expensive tournament production when. We already kind of saw like a very extended tournament of how these teams were doing on the international level, and now we're just kind of seeing like the the dregs, like wh who who matches up against who better. You know, we want to see a little bit more international play before we get to TI. People are a little bit like, I don't think I think if you went back to back like major style tournaments, I think people might check out. Yeah, and, I mean, and I barely checked in for this tournament because I. Was I don't think you can out. blame yourself for this. It's just a product of the schedule being so tight that it's super hard to like fit in a tournament between TI quals, uh, between the major and the TI qualifiers, which a lot of these teams are competing in, especially it's the EU ones. Super tight, and I mean, I've definitely heard like tournament organizers complaining about um, Valve's scheduling. Pre in like previous years and i mean that's improved with the dpc seasons but i have to assume that the quals dates for ti were up in the air for a while this year yeah and yeah. so esl probably just called like you know they went on the safe side and just probably had like a shorter tournament um in life yeah yeah which is fair uh, yeah, speaking of the tournament, uh, Viking.gg made a pretty deep run. Shout out to our boys. They won one series against Team Nygma 2-0. Uh, pretty convincing, but they have like an insane score against Team Nygma, to be fair. They win like every series against Team Nygma. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, then they lost against T1, which there's no shame in that. Won against Monaco Gambit and then lost against Alliance. Uh, Team Secret also bombed out by... After two series, the minimum amount that you could play. Uh, although they did slightly better than Team Liquid. They won a game. They did it. Wow. Nice. Uh, Do you think they'll win 
any series at TI. I want a prediction right now where we're Team Secret. Yeah, I mean, there's a group stage on TI. I think they're going to win a series. Well, I mean, yeah. Do you think that they will place, like, into the main stage? Yes, I think so. I don't think that's bad. That's good enough. They will not make a deep run in the main stage, in my opinion, but they will definitely make it out of groups. I would be pretty surprised if they didn't make it out of groups. They're still, like, a really good team. So I heard that there were some... uh, qualifier predictions that you can make in client but i haven't really looked at them yet would you like to go through them live yeah yeah let's do them live all right it's just good that we're acting like this wasn't pre-planned very very (laughs) organic i mean i literally haven't looked at this and i'm very confused just looking at like i thought there was going to be more than just six squares it just straight up like guess the winner of each qual also Shout out to Valve, 1k point for a correct answer. That's so, that's like nothing. Can we get at least get like 5k shots? Come on. Mm, so of the, of the North American teams, I could say something crazy, but in all likelihood, it's probably uh, undying. Yeah, I, I, that's my pick at least. I think I like think... Zoomers could be like a... a sneaky one but probably yeah i agree or maybe based or something i would be shocked if it's not zoomers or undying but i heavily favor team undying like in na it's looked like three teams above the rest that was undying quincy and eg and undying just happened to be the one to like not make it to the majors but they could have very well made it okay let's save eu for last actually so let's do south america now who do you have for south america Oh, this is really difficult. So there's No Ping, who went to the last major and didn't look crazy hot. I kind of like their team. Um, Infinity, I could, like, Infinity just won this, like, basically no-name tournament from... Yeah, all right, dude, that's like... like... (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that would be insane if they went from that to qualifying for TI. Um, But they're, they're like a borderline Division 1 team. I don't know. South America is such a, a throw up. It's like, a very volatile. Such a toss yeah. up. I mean, I'm gonna guess uh, Latam defenders. That's my final prediction. Are you I'm crazy? Playing. I'm locking it in. I I got no ping there. I don't know how you could choose Latam. That's like, I think Infamous oh. would would be a pick where I wouldn't flame you for. But I don't know Latam defenders is just a crazy pick in my opinion. I don't know anything about the team. So you should take no ping or Infamous if you want points. I. It's a thousand points. I don't care. Sure, who cares? I guess. Uh, CIS <laughs> qualifiers. Oh, now this is what I care about. All right, who is who is gonna go? Um, I I okay. I really like Puck Champ and Team Unique, but in all likelihood, it's probably Team Spirit. Yeah. Or Navi. That's what I have. I have Team Spirit. I think Navi is also, like, I think in this, there's also two picks, as with South America, that you can't get flamed for, and the rest is kind of yikes, picking them. Yeah. I'm still going to choose Team Unique, because that's my, uh, you know, they're my boys in uh, the supporters club. All right. Hope they so, see this. I, I do hope they see this, honestly. <laughs> uh, Southeast Asia. This is... All right. So this is like a really hard one, I feel like, because like I feel like I've seen all of these teams do something. 
in like the past year or two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Neon, TNC, Fnatic, Boom Esports. Like I've seen all of these teams. Yeah. And I feel like you like I don't I don't know what they're gonna be like during quals. It's like a really like insular region in a way where like all of the teams like stack up really crazily against each other. And yeah, there was like a team kind of like Asta in Southeast Asia that was just infamous for gatekeeping the like land performing teams mm. out of qualifiers and then just getting eliminated first because uh, there's some teams just uh, like I guess have each other's number but then can't uh, perform internationally and I think there's a chance that that's what's going to happen in these qualifiers I still put uh, TNC for my part oh my god dude there is a one of the team's names is Lil Gun and it's a raccoon with yeah, but... a money bag and a like a laser I want this. This is I'm making the prediction. Their team I don't even care that they're lower division or whatever, probably. Yeah, they're relegated and they're one and six. Mm, relegated However, to to division two or relegated from division one? Relegated from division one to division two. Okay. But I'll, I think one key worth the thing meme. about this little gun team, it's a all Mongolian team. Yo, what? I think there's like before this, there was like one Mongolian player who played in CIS and EU. His name was Hustler. But besides that, there hasn't been like Mongolian players. And now it's just this Mongolian team. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Why is. Why are Mongolian players playing in the Southeast Asian region? I don't know. When, like. I mean, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. I would not want to go to China. To yeah, play, I think, but that's the most wise, logical or CIS. Ping wise, it's probably like decent on the servers, and mm. I think Southeast Asia has a pretty attractive infrastructure. Like, it's probably a top three Dota region, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm confused if like if they're all playing from Mongolia. I mean, just, we don't know if they are. I I don't know anything. You told me this two minutes ago, and now I'm reacting live. Um, <laughs> This is that's just wild to me, and it it it's like really it's just funny how these like uh how like the regions work like even choosing like CIS is a little bit like political as like a region right because you could you could do something crazy right like you could just do like Europe and like North Asia or like South Asia or something like that and then you group Southeast Asia with like. India. I mean, and I'm not sure like, if it's uh, that political. I think the regions are just set in that way because they have changed. We used to only have five regions, but since CIS has been developing very strongly, it warrants like giving them their own set of slots. I mean, because CIS didn't always used to be a region. I just mean in the sense that CIS literally is a political determination. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like EU is like to a degree a political determination. And it's yeah, like... I, I really don't like that region being called CIS as well. For example, for my work, I always write it as Eastern Europe because like, it's only it's only really a denomination that ex- ex- it's very American-centric because it only really exists in America. Like Europeans, they, wouldn't, they, they, they don't call that region CIS and most other regions also don't. I, I mean, it's a, yes. It's also a bit like self-determined. <laughs> like I would say that the the most likely place you'll see CIS used is in Russia. You know what I mean? So 
it's like I don't know. It's it's also like crazy to me that like formerly Liquid now Nigma, like y- yeah, it makes sense that it's like a the team's based in Germany and I guess Kuro's based in Germany, but like they have four players from the Middle East. There's not a Middle East region. EU I guess makes sense, but like I don't consider like Lebanon yeah, but I mean or, I like, think Syria that's always, or something to be that's always the mood argument. Like the team is where the organization is based. That's it. You you shouldn't look at like where the players are from because then and that's like, why not a team that's why mongolia famously in southeast asia and true, not true. central asia or like whatever like you want to call like far east or something like i don't know it's yeah. just it's just interesting it's to interesting me. Like, how, the, you, how the regions are broken down it's interesting also that you bring this like cis name up because i'm just looking this up here and it seems like valve has been trying to change the official name of the region i guess from cis to e eastern europe in the last two blog posts uh, they used eastern europe for that region and before yeah. they always used to use cis so that seems to be like a shift that's happening right now yeah i mean the eastern europe determination is also interesting when you have like i mean i don't know currently if there's a full kazakh team but there was previously a full kazakh team and like I wouldn't consider Kazakhstan to be Eastern Europe at all. And I certainly, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. What, what, if you want to consider, like, like, I don't know. It's just like codifying it into Western and Eastern Europe is like also a not perfect solution, I'd say. All <laughs> right. It, uh, it, and I need to make two more predictions. Uh, Sparking Arrow Gaming and... Sparking Arrow ba- Gaming. You're not taking this seriously, dude. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not the esports journalist. Um, All right, sure. I, and I mean, of the teams, it's like CDC or Sparking Arrow Gaming. I feel like that are like. Wait, is Aster no. Aries? Is That's that like a, wrong. Is elephant? Spawn? Elephant is, is gonna it? win this China qualifier. You're crazy. I, I think you're crazy for thinking that Elephant's gonna win. To be All honest, because right. every, every time right I've every time I've seen every time I've seen internal. Uh, Chinese games with elephant, they actually don't perform well at all. Like it's it's it's. I think like you're. It's a classic like god stack of players where like you look at it and you look at the roster and you say this is insane. How do they not win every game? And then you see them play together and you're like, oh, that's how. Because like it's three people trying to shoot hoops and nobody passing the ball. I don't know. <laughs> that makes any sense, but it makes sense. But I still think they're gonna. That's a super stacked teams, and they're coached by RTK. They have the go- like they have the same like godly coach factor that PSG LGD has. They have a Chinese legend as their coach. RTK, he's like just as legendary as Shao Eight. I guess we'll see. Well, we um, will see. And then for the EU qualifiers, I don't. I'm not a big Nigma fan. One. My fan. I'm, I'm not a big Nigma fan my, myself, but uh, they're probably the most likely to win. I agree. I, I might, have Nigma put down here as well. I kind of want to put like Brame for the lulls, but I think you might actually rip my head off. Uh, um, I mean, I don't think Brame is. I <laughs> I think Brame is more likely than Liquid. Well, yeah. I the thing is, I look at these first five teams and I go, Liquid, no chance. OG. Like total wild card. I have no idea. They looked okay with Sumail. Yeah, my ranking Viking. would be Nigma OG Viking.gg. Yeah, I think Viking.gg is like the most consistent team, but I just don't know if they're there yet. Yeah, 
and Brame is another wild card to me, but they've like taken games off of most of these other teams, and I True. could see them doing it again. So, okay, I'll put Brame in, and uh, we'll compare this in in like two weeks or whatever, whenever qualifiers are over. It's a bit longer. It's like a month almost. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're not the qualifiers. They're like all at different dates, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if I like that too much, but I guess we're going to be like death marching to TI. Yeah, true. All right. Um, damn, we're going long. I guess we got to skip the Hero of the Week again for this week. I'm sorry, listeners. Next week, uh, we, we kind of just got carried away. Oh, no, we just even... did Dazzle. Charles you did Dazzle last week? Gym. Yeah. All right, good. Then I don't feel that bad. Uh, you've eaten plenty of uh, specific hero content then. Uh, yeah, we'll do Hero of the Week next week. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war! Alright, last segment of the show, Noobs Ask Noobs. First question by Neil is there a better band than the Alabama Shakes? I don't know them. I had to like listen to a song or two before the, before we recorded to like refresh myself. Um, they're fine. It's cool. I don't know. I don't know if I like like to use better and worse. Like I don't know. It's hard to be subjective or objective with music it's just like whatever you like right sure i don't know them so i'm just not gonna comment on it uh, but probably yes next question by yanni what's the worst hero in dota right now let me think about this the worst hero in dota do you or do you want to take this as the worst uh performance wise or the worst like feeling or to play against or what Mm, I think performance-wise is how we should take this. Okay. I will say Zeus. I think Zeus is dreadful right now. Because yeah. the whole meta right now is just living. And Zeus hates not being able to burst somebody down. And then also he's he's a hero that very much is not a hero that lives. He's a hero that dies if you go on him with like no way to escape. Yeah, yeah, I'll I take Zeus. He... And he's so high priority, so everybody's just gonna always focus you and kill you because you're like a really big damage dealer if you live. Yeah, I think you could um you could make an argument for Zeus and he's certainly not in a great place right now, but he at least still does something that's like tangible and you're like, yeah, a lot of damage globally, scaling, all magic, sure. And then like I'm a I'm going to ask you, when was the last time you saw Beastmaster in a game? Ooh, that was a while ago. Never yeah. since they nerfed his dumb eggs. Well, the the eggs, yeah, that temporarily that was so annoying. Um but once they removed Necro, man, this hero is just dead. It has less than a 1% pick rate, has a 43% win rate. Um I yes. I'm a big Lycan player, I'm a big micro yeah, guy. How did Lycan not get killed by necro because he can still build helm of the overlord and he can still go for right click builds you can't go for a right click beastmaster build it doesn't work can you and not then, build helm of the overlord on beastmaster well the problem is that it's like a 6k gold item ah, okay and as a 
offlaner, you just can't do that. Wow. And, like, Helm of the Dominator is, like, a little bit worse now. So, like, I don't, like, I think it, you can be, like, a high, like, a an overblown, like, player. You know what I mean? Like, you can be the highest MMR in the stack and win a game as Zeus. I don't know if you can be the highest MMR player in the stack and just, like, win a game by yourself on Beastmaster. Yeah, my goal. Like, this hero seems way too hard to execute. 38% win. win rate in Divine and Immortal. That's actually dreadful. <sighs> yeah, I think they, like, need to add an item or, like, give him a new shard that, like, makes his kit something better. Because he just needs, like, a little bit more zoo or, like, a little bit more utility and not just, uh, nothing. Yeah. Which is what he currently has. He's, True. he's a very sad hero. Give him three more hawks. Simultaneously. <laughs> That's my... No. Yeah, make, no, make the hawk his ulti. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna bring back... Okay. That's... That's a little crazy even for me. No, um, make the but... hawk his ulti and he can have, like, three or four at the same time and they can okay. move. And then his uh, roar is, like, maybe a two-second single-target stun. And it's a lower cooldown. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. His ulti, it's a good stun, but it's, like, such a long cooldown. He's then a support, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine like with that. Like, he's a five. He's a, he's he's a hard a four. five. Which he's is how four. I played them. I, uh, I don't know about that. I All played right, him sure. as a hard five at one point, and it was interesting. So cool. I wouldn't yeah, mind I'm that. Yeah, I'm that. All right, yeah. Make, make the Hawks his ulti. That's the A2K recommendation. Uh, next okay. question by Rex Cowl. What does this mean? Aghanim Shard allows you to switch Echo Storm to Autocast. When cast while on Autocast, Elder Titan will take place of the Astral Spirit as it completes its storm. All right, Is I got that that's hard to understand? You just like switch places? I'll, I'll do this step by step. Well, you don't switch places, actually. Um, you don't? That's, you that's, do. the, that's the key. No, 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 no. Well, you, 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 switching places implies that the Astral Spirit also switches. You don't... Ooh, you, okay. you go immediately into the Astral Spirit. All right, all right. So, well, like, I mean, just that step-by-step step, what this actually means. Before you want to cast Echo Stomp, right-click on it. As if it were, like, you know, any, uh, like, Frost Arrows or Poison Attack from Viper. Um... When you cast your Echo Stomp, while the spirit is out, you know, so it's stomping in two places, once the stomp finishes, your hero will, uh, I forget what the, the term is called, but like the Dragon Ball move <laughs> over to the spot, and you'll just be there. So you can immediately start wailing on people, you can send your astral spirit like 2,000 units away and then stomp and like have like an ultra blink across the map like it can be a defensive or offensive utility i think this shard is actually super underrated yeah it's like it seems pretty mobility good. on elder titan which is scary yeah very sure. scary uh cool next question by dora the destroyer do dota acronyms acronyms ever sneak into your real life and cause confusion nay np nurse practitioner or nature's prophet pa physician physician Damn, that's a hard English word. Physicians? Is that how you say it? Physicians? Yeah, oh, physicians. physicians. Okay. Physicians, assistant, or phantom assassin? Not really. I don't think so. I think this is just uh, like a symptom of Dorla Destroyer being around like medical industry too much. Mm. Because medic medicine and science just love to like randomly attribute like 
the uh, acronyms. Like it's just like oh, there's like a there's like a four word like phrase we we have to like conceptualize something. Let's just make that into like DCPA, and it's like yeah, that's you know it's DCPA, and then then you need to like teach like a million people what that acronym means and times that by like a thousand for like every acronym they want to make up and it becomes very confusing instead of clear as they you know acronyms are supposed to do Hmm. i mean i i don't think it's dota language directly but i guess this is dota language i just thought about this i definitely started calling people dogs in german (laughs) more often now ever since i started calling people dogs on dota Mm, I the only uh, Dota word I use a lot, or I actually I think this is a real. I like to call people brother, and I do it in Dota a lot with like an accent, especially when I'm playing on EU servers. Mm, the Russian like, you know whisperer. I mean? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not a. I'm trying to pretend to be like Texan. Ah, like, okay. Hell yeah, brother. That's not know. very convincing. Hey, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Next question by Tatus and Dormadon. Assuming someone would stop the fight just before A2K gets his face stripped off, how much would you play? Would you pay to see him fight an orangutan? You could empty my accounts. You would empty your account. There's like ten dollars in there. All right, all right, that's fair. How much? Okay, I guess I'll answer this in a sense of how much I would have to get paid. It's actually probably a lot because I would really struggle. I think if this if this like ever came to really happen to like hurt the animal. I mean, it's not a fight to the death, is it? Sure, but, like, what if I, like, break a bone of the orangutan? I'm going to feel so bad. I think if it's, like, a three-minute cage fight, you could pay me, like, $75. And I'd do it. Okay, sure. Uh, I'll say... What is, what's your rate? $800. I'm glad to know we see eye-to-eye on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's the money that I would need to soothe my conscience for like hurting this innocent animal. Uh, yeah, I don't I mean, know if I don't have a conscience or if I. Yeah, you, am, I mean, uh, I think seventy dollars much is cheaper. That's a bit psychopathic, <laughs> in my opinion. Seventy-five dollars—that's all you need I, for a three-minute cage cage fight with the orangutan. I'm not like you're gonna hurt an innocent not, animal, one of the smartest expe- in the world. If I'm not expected to provide, like, entertainment value, like, I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, you just go around the ring a little bit, and you, like, throw, like, a punch or two every once in a while. But, like, you don't have to, like, I don't know, I'm not, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. How are you whipping out WWE like You're in the, like, the orangutan would instantly kill you camp, and you're saying you could just, like, <laughs> run around and throw two punches? Mask well, off, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I also probably have fifty pounds on you, and yeah, but like three I inches have, at least. I'm pure muscle, dude. Okay, like I got layers of fat for the the orangutan to dig through first. Like true, I got three. True. I have three All minutes right, worth bad. of fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has and to like... dig through first. <laughs> all right, all right, fair, fair. Yeah, I think I'm leaving mine at eight hundred dollars. That's the, that's the amount I would. Get I'll, I'll bump mine up to one seventy five. I think that's fair. That's like a that's an honest right. day. That's work. not quite as sociopathic. I can live with yeah. that. Next, I'm question. just broke right now. <laughs> Next question by Popo the Aztec. Would you rather fight an orangutan-sized chicken or twenty chicken-sized orangutans? 
Why do you keep calling them orangutans? That's like, in it's German, an orangutan. Yeah, sorry. It's just habit. In German, you say orangutan. It's like a two-part word. So it's hard for me to say orangutan. Um, yeah, I think I would have to go with the 20 chicken-sized orangutans because an orangutan-sized chicken sounds really scary. That beak would, like, literally impale me instantly. Mm, I think I would rather fight the orangutan-sized chicken because I'm just like so so creeped out by the idea of 20 chicken-sized orangutans like hopping around and like jump and like like but you their know, jump using force their, using is proportional monkey. to no. the height so they can't no, 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 they can no, no, like no. barely jump up your legs no that's that's exactly the problem like they just have these like little monkey arms and they're just gonna like grab onto my legs and i think i have this like deep-seated fear of like those like monkey barrel monkeys like somehow like <laughs> chaining together to like drag me down into the swamp and that's what i'm very scared of okay i mean i think you could just crush them with one foot the 20 chicken sized orangutans have you ever seen a chicken or arian they're not yeah. that small they're yeah, not that small i mean you can't like squash them 20 of them but if you step on them they would like die i don't know yeah, I don't think you could be. kill a chicken with a... St uh, like, if you, like, stomped on a chicken, you could probably kill it. Yeah, But, like, you could literally cut the heads off chickens and they run around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. My dad used to tell me a story about that. But, yeah, I would I would, I would, I would never want to fight the orangutan-sized chicken. Like, dude, look, imagine the beak. Like, it just pecks at you and you're dead. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. your choice. If you want to die, go ahead, dude. Uh, I just think, like, you, I don't know. I, chickens freak me out much less than orangutans, I think. Sure. Next question by Titus Andromedan. If you could have a Dota talent record your voicemail greeting, who would it be? Uh, I'll say neither on this, because my voicemail, it's from when I was, like, eight years old, and it's still, like, people still find it hilarious because I had a very high voice back then. And people threaten me that they will, like, do physical harm to me if I ever remove it because they think it's so funny. So yeah, I will I will I will just not let a Dota talent record my voicemail. Because most people they call me, they wouldn't even get the joke because they don't know the Dota talent. Like it's just like where's this random person yeah. doing your voicemail? Yeah, I think that's exactly the problem. So I would either have like there's three ways you can go about this. You can go for like just like the most soothing and like best sounding talent and like voicemail. Or you can go Who would for. That be? I think that's lyrical. I'm yeah, a big he has fan a good voice. of, that's of true. his voice, and like I, I, I would love to just like hear that. You know what I mean? It's very, very comforting. You could go for something that's like funny and very specific to like only Dota people. Like you could just have like Purge do it, and you're just, hey, hello everybody, this is Purge. Like I don't know, like something or. You, you could do something that's like personally gratifying to you. Like I could just get Owie two thousand to like read out the kill score of the game I beat him in. Damn, and calling him out like that. Yeah, every time I watched it, I like saw him in the animator so much, and I was like, oh, I beat this guy in a game. I beat this guy. It feels so <laughs> good. I was like, oh, I feel like I feel like a legend. I don't know what a legend. It's, it felt. It felt. Yeah, it felt so you take Owie like to see him. I'll take Owie. All right. Uh, Plus, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I like. Yeah, him. I feel like he'd do it. I feel like he would. He'd find a way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. I think that's a good note to end it on. Uh, 
email me. I'll put it into the description about why or why not I could beat an orangutan. I'm very interested in hearing the listeners' opinions. Uh, and yeah, we'll read them out next week. Bye bye. You should e Oh, okay. No, bye say bye. it. Say it. We, we can, <laughs> you can say it last words. Okay, I was gonna say uh, if you are interested in organizing this fight, you should email me. I am Arian's manager, and we'll set up uh, any sort of <laughs> entertainment. U.S. or German-based, it's okay. Pay-per-view, um, obviously. We'll make this happen. We have a community already built in. Don't worry, you have your viewers. Um, cool, yeah, all right. You could yeah. be our first sponsor. Nice, all right. See you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.